Yes, indeed. Welcome back to another episode of Canada's F1 Show. This is another race weekend. My name is Dames. I'm joined by team manager for Pro Racing Ontario, Daryl Timmers. And we're here to discuss the epic Italian Grand Prix in history. Yes. Not so much yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was a good race otherwise, but... This had DNA yeah. to be a great yes. race. It and did. Like, with all the grid penalties yeah. and the mixed up order. Yeah. And then in the end, it just kind of... I just don't let away. FIA again. Okay, so let's, <laughs> let, let, let's start right there. Because I did actually want to start yeah. right there. Um, for those that don't know or you're watching the review right now, we have Max P1, Leclerc P2, and Russell P3. Um, it ended under a safety car. But even before that, I want to talk about the rules and restrictions that could be limiting Formula One in terms of uh, race potential and entertainment mm -hmm. value. When you see nine guys take grid penalties for wear and tire items, let's say, yeah. that really does kind of hurt the sport, I guess. I mean, like I said, it had the DNA of a great race because everybody was mixed up. But in the end, after lap one, the usual suspects were at the front of the yeah, grid. Exactly. <laughs> you yeah, know? honestly, I, I, they do it just to keep the budget down for the teams. Um, you know, if they did an unlimited budget like they were for the longest time, there's it's going to be a massive separation again from the front front teams to the back marker teams. So the only reason they really put these penalties on them is to make sure that they're they're not just replacing engines every single race. They want to make sure that the components and everything has a time, a life to it, and they're using that full lifespan before they replace it. Mm. Um, so I get why they're doing it. it. It definitely helps the back marker teams keep up with that front marker team. Um, just because of the budgets and, you know, you have a team like Williams and Haas where they're struggling to put a full season budget together and then they, you know, and now you're going to be like, okay, well, we're going to open up the rules and let everyone just do what they want to do and throw new motors and new this. And, you know, that's why they don't have spare cars and all this stuff. It's just to back the budget down for everyone. Right. Right. Um, I think it's a great way of doing it. Um, I just think there's always room for improvement. Um, I, I think, you know, some of the stuff like the penalties and grids, I, I like it, you know, mixing up the grid like that, but then, uh, you know, then it's the, there's gotta be a way that we're going to have to try to fund these lower end teams and not just give all the money to the high end teams. Cause they'll just always stay the high end team and the lower end team will stay the lower end team. Right. So I think that the rules are there to help the lower end teams, which is great because you can see that the field is a lot closer this year. There isn't. You know that one team that's lapped after their second lap or whatever. Right. Um, that, that's true. Yeah. That is true. I mean, the mid-tier teams. Yeah. And even up at the sharp edge of the grid. I mean, let's be honest. Red Bull, yeah. head and shoulders above They're gone everybody. Yeah. Right? Um, in the quest to make everything a little bit more cost-friendly mm -hmm. and efficient, we do have some mid-pack battles going yep. on. Alpine, mm -hmm. McLaren, uh, to a lesser extent, Mercedes and Ferrari. Yeah. They're very, very, very close yeah. in the constructors' points now. Um, but then even even with the backmarker teams, right? And this is interesting because we're looking at Nick DeVries, who was literally driving for one backmarker team, <laughs> jumped into a race uh, for Williams this weekend because yeah. Albon had a, had a health had issue. Yeah. yeah. And he finishes in the points. The reality of it is, if it wasn't for all them nine grid penalties, probably wouldn't have finished with the, in the points. Yeah. But <laughs> he finished in the points. Yeah. And he had a very, very strong race yeah. overall. He did. He did. He, he showed why he should be on that F1 grid. He showed up to a race. 
didn't get any practice. He actually, sorry, he did FP1 with Aston Martin. 30 minutes in the yeah, Williams, let's say. Yeah, max. He went straight into qualifying, really. Um, and, you know, to out-qualify your teammate in your first qualifying session in that car that you've never been in. Sorry. Go teeth. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of a slap in the face. Like, that's kind of the reason that people are under fire right now. It's to show, like, the guys like Piestri and DeVries that deserve to be in spots where... You know, there is some money people there that, that, hey, it's not like we're saying they don't have talent. They can, if they didn't have talent, they wouldn't be able to finish an F1. I don't know, man. Yeah. I mean, like, jury's out on one or two of them. Yeah. For yeah. sure one of them. Yeah. Because, like, if you're looking at this thing, right, there was, there was a stat that went up after DeVries put, mm -hmm. got points on his opening race. And congratulations to him. And it was basically doing the tally yeah. of, like, George Russell yeah. and, and Latifi and Albon and yeah. DeVries. You're looking at so many races before they put the car into the points to get money to develop next year's yeah. car. If Albon and DeVries are on Williams this year, the complexion of that team, I think, Would be is different. far different yeah, than what we're looking at in terms of constructor standings. I, I, I totally agree. If, if DeVries was on that grid, that Williams car would be getting more and more points. Um, you know, Latifi is Latifi he's struggling a little bit, and he has his times, and he has his, his he shows brilliance sometimes. A couple of times where you know he's out qualified George, or he's out raced George, or he's out paced George. You know, um, you know the outright talent of of DeVries kind of came out on top there. You know, it, it's the difference of of an outright talent or someone that has been trained to be an F one driver. There's a difference there. There's an outright talent yeah, where you yeah, can throw a guy into anything and, and quick. he will win. And they're quick. And then there's a person that will take some time to put the development in, the coaching, the, the time with the team to get to where they are. You mm -hmm. know, it's not a, it's a natural talent to a trained talent, mm -hmm. I guess you can mm -hmm. say. And, you know, with Latifi, it's, it's, he started racing late. He, I, I personally know his coach really, really well. He's a very good coach, and he has trained Nicholas to become an F1 racer. Mm -hmm. he, he, you know, he's a, his coach has always has joked with me and was like, you know, you don't have to have talent to win an F1 race. You just have to be trained properly. I, we always got into arguments about this because yeah. I think, yeah, you can get into F1. Anyone can get into F1 if you're trained properly, but to take that W, it takes a lot more skill to get that W out of, the, out of a car. Um, I also think, you know, DeVries... Piestri, all of this talent that comes into like next year with Piestri being on grid and most likely DeVries being on the grid because of how he raced this year, you'll see how those teams that they race for are just going to elevate to a next level by having talented drivers. So who gets dropped by the wayside then? Then it's got to, at that point, you, you leave Albin in the seat and you get rid of Latifi, keep him as a reserve. No, guy. not in terms of drivers. I want to know in terms of teams. Like oh. when you look at Williams, Haas, Aston Martin, Right? Mm -hmm. With those two drivers, Albon and let's say DeVries, mm -hmm. right? Like, we can definitively say they finish in front of those yes. two, right? Yep. At least. Yep. No, and then sure. there's other teams like Alpine. Yeah. I mean, Alpine's one of the, I think Alpine's one of the top teams right now. I think they're the, the mid pack team. I, I honestly Best do. of the rest. Best mean. of the rest. Yeah, yeah I yeah. think they're. Then it's all weekend this weekend, three, but. The top three is the top three. It is what it is. Um, everyone knows Ferrari, Red Bull, and, and Mercedes are going to be there. McLaren and Alpine are the ones that are, are always going to be around to pick the up the periphery. Yeah, 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 they're the going to they're going to get there. 
when something happens to those Red Bulls or Ferraris or stuff, they're always going to be there to, to get those wins and always going to capitalize on those those issues. I, I hope this new rule package is going to end up pushing those those teams a little bit closer to the top guys because really and truly the pinnacle is the Red Bull right now. And if they don't get to that pinnacle, at least if they can get to all to like McLaren's level or or Alpine's level or, or let's say Mercedes right now, you know, not when they were dominating, but like Mercedes right now would be a great field, you know, like you'll never really know who's going to win the race. Right now we know Max, as long as he gets into it's, race space, it's, he's going to win. Like after lap one, he'd made up four positions. Yeah. And he was, he was in third people. after lap yeah. one. And it was just like, oh boy. And, and, <laughs> and, yeah. You see it all the time. Like you saw how much pace he had, how he was able to just drive around and pass everyone whenever he wanted. Yeah. I also think a lot of the drivers let him go because they're like, I'm not going to be able to battle this guy. Well, so it was true. The, the overtakes weren't necessarily no. hard. No, no one, no one blocked up. him. No one defended him. The only people that were defending was the Ferraris and it is what it is. Science is halfway, half a track behind him. And but Science had good pace. Science was that first stint. He yeah. was he, he was, was a ripping. He, he was. was ripping. I don't know what it kind of just fell by the wayside. I guess in the second stint. Um, yeah. But that first stint from Carlos Science, obviously he took an engine penalty too. Yes. So he had fresh everything, yes. fresh unit, fresh. So you expect to see that pace. Um, and I think for Ferrari at their home race, it was a good weekend. It I was. really think was. that P two was the maximum for Charles. He yeah. started on pole. They 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 do everything at it. They didn't want to get they didn't want to get caught off guard again yes. during the VSC. So, yeah. so and in the end, like they tried everything. Yeah. But at know? that point, you know, you're you're trying to stay ahead of Red Bull. But really and truly, Red Bull didn't need the track position at that point. They know they knew they had the pace over Leclerc. So I don't know. I personally, I wouldn't have pit him when I saw him pit him. I was like, really and truly, I was I taking it back as yeah. well. I, I'm I wasn't. I th- I honestly think that Red Bull that Ferrari right now is like they're so on the back foot that they're just reacting. They're just like, oh, let's just do this. I don't want to. I don't want to be behind. And it's well, listen like, to how many plans they yeah. have. They have they have like the alphabet of plans yeah. for the drivers. And and not only that, we mentioned this a few pods ago where it was like there's no confidence on the pit wall. No, there isn't. I like a team that's fifty fifty. Yeah. What do you think about this? Sometimes. Here, let's do this other times, yeah. right? Not what do you think about this? Every now time. it's just what do you think yeah. about this every time? And and Charles, you can hear him in the car. He's just kind of like, uh, yeah, all right, like uh, no, it's okay. You know, but that's the thing. They have to realize that the drivers know the least amount during a race. They know nothing that's happening on the track. They know the car in front of them, and the car behind them. That's it. They don't know what's happening on the track. So when they start asking them, hey, do you want to do this tire change? Do you want to put this on? Okay, like, what do you guys think? You're on the wall. You know what's happening in the race. I'm just driving right now. Right. And that's where, you know, it, it's hard because the driver can go, okay, yeah, these tires feel good, but they don't know if the hards are faster at that time. They don't know if the softs are faster at that time, the mediums are faster, what the tire deg is of other cars and what, you know, what they're doing. So the team coming to them and be like, hey, we're thinking about putting hards on. What do you think? Okay, sure. Why not? Like... You know what I mean? It's, yeah, and the thing about it is that's what that's the purpose of a race weekend. Yeah, you know, it's, it's another race weekend. It's yeah. not another race podcast. Yeah. It's another race weekend. It's it's the Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Exactly. And the Friday FP one, FP two into the Saturday FP. Those are all data collection things. They have all the technology. They have all the sensors. They have all the to make the decision yeah. come race time. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. And no, now uh, it really just demonstrates the lack of confidence. Um, in Ferrari, you know, 
they were at their hometown home crowd i didn't like to see the booing for max either i, I really no. don't you know that's passionate sports that is understand and kudos to max because he handled that like a champ um he didn't yeah. make any remarks yeah. about it. He kind of just acted like it wasn't going on. But that was really, that was really all. It was a, sh it was a shameful was. display for Formula One, it in was. my opinion. Especially you know? when Ferrari went and outpaced him in qualifying, got the pole, like legit pole. It wasn't like Max was going, you know, the positions back. Like Leclerc got a legit pole over Max. They should be happy about that. Yes, whatever happened at the end of the race happened at the end of the race. They were kind of, you know, waiting for them to have that one lap shootout or the two lap shootout. It never happened. Um, so they're obviously probably a little bit worked up about that and then Max jumps on there It could be them booing Max or it could be them booing the FIA, you know Well, I don't know. I heard a couple in the Max interviews. I heard them booing him after quality as well Yeah, so I feel like <laughs> while I hear what you're saying. Yeah, I hear what you're saying There's definitely some animosity yeah, yeah. towards Max Verstappen. I mean there is definitely he definitely. goes from he goes from his hometown race Where it's just you can't do anything wrong, right? <laughs> so all of a sudden going to Italy, where I was like, oh, you yeah. know. So, anyways, but we've seen it before with Lewis and all of that. I, Lewis acknowledged it. I, I think, I think the high road is probably the best road in, the, yeah, in that sense. I agree. Um, but let's talk about the end of the race, as you just mentioned right there. It finishes finishes under a safety car, um, fresh wound from yeah. from the finale of twenty twenty one. Even Lewis Hamilton made mention in the presser afterwards. Yeah. He's like, oh, they did it how they were supposed to do yeah. it this time. You know, what a surprise. How can how can Formula One rectify that? Because now we're looking at two instances, although this one has way less yeah. in terms of yeah, scale and magnitude and stuff like that. Yeah. Um. But you're but but the conversation is now here, and we have this influx of fans over the past two three years who've seen this twice now. They're going, yeah, I don't like this. Yeah. You know. So like, is that a red flag moment? Is that a okay? They had six or seven laps to take his car off the track. Is what I don't get. Like, if it was two laps to go, awesome, finish on the checkered, I get it. But when they drove around for three laps without even a, a car being beside beside the uh, Ricardo's, you know, broken down car to, to get that crane, or well, take a crane to get it out of there, they, they, sat, they wasted three to four laps. And then the safety car goes up and picks up the wrong car. So then there was another one. So then now they have to waste another lap or two to get them back into order. And then by the time they're sorted, they're like, oh, crap, it's the last lap. FIA screwed up. Because they didn't put the safety car out the pro proper time. So it's FIA procedural error. Yes. In your opinion. Right? Uh, in my opinion, yes. If they sent the safety car out, they picked up Max. There's no reason that a car that broke down on the side of the road, that's not crashed, just broke down, couldn't get picked up in six Regardless months. of if it, it was stuck in gear. Yeah. Regardless. But they're going to pick up a crane. A crane's going to pick Either it up way. Either It doesn't way, have yeah. to be pushed out of the way. It just needs to be picked up and taken off the track. Six laps to do that? Like, come on. Like, like we went from Zandvoort, where there was literally a crane in every, every single corner, exactly. to, to to this, this. Yeah. and it's like FIA, like come on, like I'm not saying that you know, oh you robbed this, you robbed that, no, but get get your shit together. Yeah, like, yeah. You guys had a pace car that went out three laps after the safety car started, and then the pace car went out and picked up second place, not first or third place, not second, not first place. Mm. Like, what are you guys doing? So we had guys come in. During VSCs and yep. safety cars, just say, how do you how do you feel about that? I'm I'm open to it. I like that you know the VSC kind of throws a little bit of a mix in there, and I loved. It. I just wish they let them race. Like if they had gone and it was a lot, two lap shootout with softs, 
what everyone wanted in Abu Dhabi. Yeah. They had a chance to be like, hey guys, I Weird. know we screwed up. Yeah. Let's do this. Yeah. And then it took them four laps to get a safety car on the track during a safety car. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I was just like, what are you guys doing? Yeah, maybe there's a way where it's like within a five lap window of the end of the race, a red flag is yeah. shown just to finish the race. I, I, and I would be open to that too, you know? Right. Maybe, maybe do a, like a, what, what NASCAR has adopted, like a green-white checkered, you know? Maybe saying okay if there's five laps left the yellow flag comes out we we red flag it with three to go and we do a, a green white checkered you get the green you come around you get the last lap you yeah. come around and you get the checkered it's like when you equate it to other sports it's almost it would almost be like an overtime yeah you know exactly. what i mean where it's like and that's what they call it they, nascar calls it overtime. yeah yeah and i and i and i do like that like the adoption i don't i nobody's a fan of watching a motor race and, and under a safety car yeah. which is why massey did what he did, did what he year. did last year but they did it in a way in which it wasn't fair at all. I they let know. some cars go. They held some cars back. That the safety car was supposed to do one more lap, and then it just came yeah. in. Like there was a lot of half a lap yeah. to the green was like, okay, we're going, we're going green this time. By half, all the lap cars go by. Yeah, all this, yeah. all this, all this. Okay, now green. It's yeah, like, because you, because they wanted to get yeah. that race in there, so yeah. they rushed everything else yeah. in order to get. Whereas yesterday they followed it by the book. Yep. And that was the end result. Now, in Abu Dhabi, obviously, we had an electric and polarizing final yeah. lap of racing. Yeah. But I want to see it where it's like within the X amount of laps left, safety car comes in, we red flag it, and we give you five. Everybody can do what they want. Yeah. The order is what the order is. Yeah. Rolling start, standing start is probably best. Yeah. Because it's a little bit more, more shootout. Yeah, yeah you know? exactly. Let's go. Let's and everybody's on the soft, and then it turns into a kart race. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's like track position doesn't matter as much. DRS right away. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. I think there are ways to modify it yeah. that could make it more exciting. And, and hopefully, you know, we were just talking about the teams who have all the data and the this and that. They can, the FIA should be looking back at this stuff and be like, how can we improve the experience yeah. for the fans there? Yeah. Because now you have 300-something thousand people leaving pissed. who are just outright pissed yeah. because they spent all this money to see it finish under a safety car. Like, okay, and then you yeah. have hex amount of people watching over the, you know, all across the world, yeah. Canada, Brazil, wherever, watching yeah. it. And and it's just, that's not how it's supposed to finish. No. <laughs> and like, I don't know what the FIA was thinking there. It was, I just, I don't know what happens in the background. I just look at it from my perspective. And I, I, again, I think FIA screwed up. Like, yes, I get it. Why you finished under yellow? If it was two laps to go, then I get it. Cool. Yeah, they, had, under they had a lot. They had of time. six they laps, had a lot of time. and it took four laps to get the safety car in front of Max. And that was the thing too. A lot of teams were kind of like waiting to see what was going to happen yeah. in order to make their decisions. Yeah. And some teams went right away. Like I think we saw Leclerc Russell come yeah. in, and, and then Max. Max did a lap, and then came then in. came in. You yeah. know what I mean? So, anyhow, overwhelmed, underwhelmed, surprised. The Italian Grand Prix. Overwhelming's got to be DeVries. My boy. My boy. What is showing? Yeah. You know that. I was surprised. I didn't know how old he is. That guy's yeah. 27. Yeah, right? he's old. And that's like, that's old by racing standards. Formula yeah. One standards, yeah. right? But to think this guy's won everything and he's just been on the sidelines, shows up in a Williams, lands points on the, it's like, what would he do with a weapon? Exactly. And, and <laughs> you we've, know? we've been saying, well, I've been, well, we've been talking about Nick for two years yeah, since yeah, the start of this yeah. whole podcast. And I, I've always said that guy needs to be in an F1 car and... It showed like that he was on point. He for he wasn't physically physically fit to drive this car yet yeah, because he, was he wasn't training. He had to get that, his yeah. his crew had to come help him out of the car yeah. after he could have left his arms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, but that just shows the physical demand of of driving an F one car and then taking someone that 
you know, is so talented and, and does all the training and does everything to be a, a race car driver because he's still racing. He does Formula E. He's he's one of the top drivers right now. Yeah. And he is a factory Mercedes driver. And then all of a sudden he gets thrown into an F1 car and he still performs. You know, it just shows. And not to mention, two days before he was in a different car yeah, with different, different systems exactly. and different gadgets and yeah. all. And then, so yeah, man, kudos to Nick DeVries. I hope. That the people over at Williams, at the very least, yeah. I think I think a lot of eyebrows are up. Yeah. The driver market is pretty well open, uh, especially when you look at a team like Alpine, yes. maybe like um, the Gasly thing. And but if Gasly leaves, then all of a sudden there's something at AlphaTauri, yeah. and that's a whole back end thing. But guys like DeVries need to be on the grid. Uh, underwhelmed. Underwhelmed. Uh, I want to say, okay, this is going to be a non-driver thing, but I'm going to say I'm going to have to say the the FIA period. Like, just how they finish that race, it's just, it's like, come on, guys, man. Like, you, you could do so much better. You can do so much better, and you have so many opportunities to have a great finish to a great race, and you just blew it. Like, it was like, I was, <laughs> I was sitting there at the table. Like, I turned to my wife, and I was like, are you kidding me? This, yeah. is, this is literally how they're going to finish this race right now? Like, we're four laps left, and they're already talking about a checker. Yeah. And they, they haven't even picked up Max yet. It's like, oh, I just don't understand. Like, it's just so frustrating. Yes, I get it. FIA has a very high pressure, very strategic position in motorsports. And they're, they have to do everything by the rule book and they have to do, it, it is a lot harder than everyone thinks. Yeah. But when you have six laps to do this. You know what I didn't like about them not calling, throwing a red? I saw, I saw the, the, the Formula One cars drive by that cherry picker. Yes. And that is dangerous. That is. We've seen... Jules Bianchi, rest in peace. He lost his life to because one of those of that. because of that. Yep. So that right there Should've was been. a super shock yeah. to me. I, I don't I care agree. how slow you guys are going. Yep. We've seen this go very the worst it yep. can go. Yeah. So as soon as I see that, I'm going not nah. red flag for integrity of the sport, driver safety, and paramount to one yeah. everything else. Not to mention history, I think a red should have been thrown on that yep. simply for that. And I agree. And and I bet you if you ask some of the drivers, they were probably like, what the hell is this crane doing on the track when we're on the track? You know? And and the thing about it is they're trying to keep the temperatures up. So they're on and off. Yeah. And this ain't no road car. No. When they go on to keep the temperatures up, they're going from zero to 200 in a second. Yeah. You know? Like it's, it, I don't know. I just think <laughs> FIA needs to like, they need to shake up. They need to figure this out. Yeah. You know, a lot of these... How they have a different race director here and there, and they go to this director and this director, and then they use the cameras, and it's just like, guys, we need a consistent person that makes the same call every time. Yeah. This inconsistency is just going to ruin the sport and piss a lot of people off, and it's going to chase everyone back away again. Yeah. And they need to figure this out because all it's going to do is hurt the sport. And if it hurts the sport, then their income's starting to go down. And honestly, the new owners, all they care about is income. They don't care about history of the sport, which they need they to They don't even want, like... How do they get rid of Spock? Yeah. The number one race that we all go, this is yeah. the, the pinnacle of F1 tracks, yeah. and they're going to get dropped off the calendar? Like, like I respect on. the fact that they, they you know, the what Netflix a deal, deal and this yeah. and that. Like, I get it, but the reality of it is, is he said he don't want no more teams in the sport. Yeah. And that don't even make sense that to me. You should be it. trying to pad out the grid as much as possible. This is what I don't get. It's like, when they say, <laughs> yeah, until these grids get bigger those those drivers like DeVries and Piestri who have the potential and, and talent to be in an F1 car are never going to make it into F1 because there's no cars to actually be in F1 if they can make the grids bigger those backmarker teams that are very small like Art and Carlin and Andretti and all those those teams that are going to start out can take that guy like Nick DeVries and be like hey 
go to our team. You're going to be our driver. You're talented. We need a talented driver, not just a money driver to get into this sport. And the bigger fields are going to help with that. You know, when you look at a NASCAR field of 40 guys, there's very, very, like that talent pool in, in NASCAR is very big. And, yeah. and some of the top drivers in North America are there because they had the talent yeah. and they had the ride to get to where they are. In F1, at the end of a season, there's only 20 spots left. So if those 20 spots are full by the end of the season, the guy that wins GP2 yeah. or F2, he's got to sit. He's going to be sitting, doing nothing for a year. So And that's that? not good. That's not smart. That's yeah. And good. you know what happens too, right? 100% agree on everything that you've said. But what happens also is the guys who have the most talent that can't get a seat will go elsewhere. Exactly. And all of a sudden, you are expected as Formula One to be the top tier level of motorsport, but the talent pool may not re- yeah. may, may not be in there because they're tied up elsewhere. Yeah. And you know what? They're having they're making great money over this way. Mm-hmm. They're, they're, the, the level of competition is up because all the guys they used to race with couldn't yeah, get seats over yeah, there, exactly. so now they're all over here racing yeah. over here, yeah. right? Like imagine, imagine Norris, Albon, uh, Russell, Leclerc, Verstappen couldn't get seats, right? Imagine they couldn't get seats and they were all in IndyCar. Yeah, IndyCar would be well, stacked. Well, but what do you think? <laughs> what do you think the level of competition in IndyCar would yeah. be? Do you think they would want to come to F1 and race against guys like Latifi? Yeah. If you, I agree, you I know agree. what I mean, yeah, like. It's, if, if I win a championship and the field's full of, of you know, the backmarker guys, I'm not proud of that. But if you go to an IndyCar championship where there was going into the final round this winter, this, this, this was yesterday, the final race was yesterday, they had five guys that could win, could the, win championship the championship going into the final race. And here That's we're looking at Max. He could win the championship with like five races, races left. left. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, it's, it, I don't know. FIA's got to figure it out. They have to realize that. You know, making the fields bigger gets the talent pool a lot bigger, and then all the you know, then the competition starts going up, and and it's prestigious again. You know, right now it's it's not it's not as crazy as a talent pool as it needs to be because the best drivers, some of the best young up and coming drivers, are not on. Don't the have seats. They, they just don't, don't have they seats, don't. and that might be the biggest surprise. Yeah, yeah, out of all of it. Yes, I agree. I agree. So, yeah. I agree. It's I agree. like, yeah, the it, overwhelm and the surprise is, is just, courtesy of one courtesy, person yeah. who literally got the call the morning of to go race. Yeah. And like the fact that he just that was fast. Like he outright was quick. fast. He was quick. He was, quick. He was chasing down Gasly. He was and Alonso, bro. Yeah, he was on Alonso. He was on Gasly. There was a point in the race where uh, Joe Wan Yu was on him yeah. and he was holding him. Yep. Yeah. Yep. For a guy that hasn't driven an F1 race, he looked like he was... He looked like he was 50 Grand Prix. Yeah, exactly. You know? Exactly. And that just shows why that guy needs to be on the grid. And we've been preaching this guy's name for how long now to get him back on grid. Yeah, yeah. Same with Piastri. Get him on the grid. You get him on the grid, the talent pool goes up, the racing becomes that much better. And if if, if we just let whoever pay their way in, it's it's just going to drop. If you think about it, in all of the world... There is 20 spots in IndyCar and spots. F1, yeah. and there is 30 spots in IndyCar. So there's 50 spots for open wheel in the entire world. Yeah. Of the pinnacle of open wheel, of North American open wheel and and, and uh, European or worldwide open wheel. So 50 people in the entire world are going to be able to race 20 of them in an F1 car. Yeah. How are you going to do that? Not always talent's going to get you there. It'll be the money. And that's the problem with our sport. 
There it is, man. There it is. Another race weekend. Another <laughs> rant over. Yeah. Nah, but this is why we love the pod, though. We love yeah. doing the pod. It, like, this this season, uh, it has been semi-interesting to watch the development and, and the new rules and regs kind of yeah. take over. It hasn't really been interesting in terms of who's competing for the championship because Max and Red Bull have just been head and shoulders yeah. above their... Even his teammate now yeah. is just like, well, what's going on there? But... It opens these glaring holes and these pockets and these opportunities for discussion that we as passionate fans and members of yep. motorsport have um, where we can hopefully kind of enlighten some of the people who might be new to the sport, but also create conversations that can further develop the sport yeah. and create interest in the in sport, the sport. Yeah. you know, so that's more or less why we have fun doing the podcast and we appreciate all the support and feedback for those of you listening uh, via podcast, wherever you get your podcast, you can always stream us. Just search Another Race Weekend. And, of course, we are on YouTube. Be sure to subscribe, like, share. Singapore is next. Love Singapore. I love dude. that race. That's one. That's a bucket list. Yeah. Right? I, I want to go to Singapore agree. so yeah, bad. Yeah. I would love to. Hey, maybe we can do our first Nate track side on a podcast. podcast. <laughs> there we go. I like it. I like it. We're going to do it. Yeah. Singapore <laughs> is up next. Um it's a, it's a bit of a long shot for Max to win yeah. the championship there. Leclerc would have to have like a DNF or something. But yeah. hey, it's close it enough. It is Ferrari. It's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy the fact that we're seven races to the end of yeah, the season yeah, and we're talking yeah. about clinching the championship already. Yeah, that's a bit much. <laughs> that's, I don't think that's really how they wanted no, 2022 to go. No, but but uh, shouts out to Red Bull and Max. Yeah. I mean, unstoppable. Since yeah. the summer break, we called it right after that race. Yeah, it was like, like that's, that's it. over. It's, that's, it. that's done. And then Ferrari's just trying everything, but yeah. whatever. Whatever. It's yeah. been another race weekend, and we will talk to you after the Singapore Grand Prix.